This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery. Bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good afternoon, Cherries fans, and welcome to this latest opposition preview show here on Up the Cherries and All Departments. It's the big one. And of course, Burnley visit Dean Court this weekend. Bill Foley is in town, so he will be watching this match as well from the sidelines. And Doni Iriola, three points from nine games zero wins. It's not good reading. However, he has got this opportunity to face a Claret side who are in a similar sort of problem, playing a similar sort of style to what AFC Bournemouth did. Also, this Claret side were promoted last season, and it's the first of the newly promoted sides that we're coming up against. To preview this game, and this huge, huge, huge game, which is really a must win, not just for us, but for Burnley as well. It is a pleasure to welcome on from Turf Moor House, Dan. Welcome, Dan, to Up the Cherries in All Departments. How are you doing, mate? I'm all right. I'm all right. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, Craig. How are you? Yep, all good, apart from the football. And <laughs> it's been a strange start to the season for ourselves, but also... A strange start of the season for Burnley. And the reason why I say that is everybody, you know, tipped Burnley to do pretty well this season, um, considering how convincingly he got out of the championship. I know it slipped a little bit at the end, didn't it? Um, when yeah. he was getting closer and closer and closer, um, did he take his foot off the gas? You know, a lot of managers have done that in the past. But seem it's a strange one talk us through it yeah i mean promotion was probably not what vincent company was expecting i think when when he took the job he looked at us as, as a two to three year plan of bringing some young players nurture them get them used mm. to the english style of football his way of thinking and then think about promotion however he's done it the first time of asking he put a really good strong squad together um and it was probably one of the best years ever. I mean, the championship, God, I, I still miss it now. No VAR, everything. It was, it was a blessing okay. in disguise. Um, but 
you know, you, you get promoted and you've got all that elation and excitement and can't wait for the season to start. Then you think, where's all this money come from that Burnley has spent? I think we'll link with every single player that was valued at 15 million, I think. Um, so yeah. it were, you just, you just think, who's took out a bank loan? Who's robbed a bank? What's going on here? Burnley don't even usually have enough to root through the bargain bin. Um, so for us to start having money to spend, uh, it was a case of trying to spend it wisely. I mean, we brought in the League One keeper of the season in James Trafford from Bolton. Uh, League Two team of the season, uh, Lawrence Figaro from Leighton Orient. I know he's probably back up, but we've looked at, we've still sort of kept that tradition of looking in the lower leagues for a bargain and hoping to try and find someone decent. I, although I can't say bargain in today's, today's money, can you really? Um, no. No, I mean, the transfers haven't been too bad, but it's just the fact that we've bought very young players that are inexperienced. It's a complete different contrast to the Dash era and the company era. Uh, Dash went for a mix of both. You know, people have been there, done that. Yeah, latter stages of the careers, around 30, 32. But they've been there. They took the hard knocks. They'd had the kicks. They knew what they was get, getting themselves in for. And also, it was that voice in the dressing room I think that's what we've got missing. We've got such a young squad that there's naivety in there, inexperience. And maybe, again, I'm sort of contra contradicting between the Dash and company situation. We're under Dash, it was like, he never makes any subs. He doesn't change it. And with company, it's like, he makes subs, but he changes it too much. And it, it's it's just that being a fickle football fan, isn't it? You, you can never... Yeah. You're never happy until it's going right. And at the moment, as as we both know, for our teams, it's uh, it's been a bit of a struggle in this uh, opening few games. Let's go back to the Dyche era because, of course, Dyche kept Burnley in the Premier League for many years. And it was playing that anti-football, that long ball football. But I guess, was it exciting to watch? You know, are you happy that the style has changed or... What's your general feeling about the Dice years? Um, look, looking back now, it's obviously a different, completely different outlook of football that we're getting. Yeah, you know, I never thought I'd see Burnley playing it out from the back, possession-based football. Mm. You know, players finding pockets of space when you've just got eleven people, almost like table football, where you've just flicked it from the keeper up to your striker. That's how it used to be under Dash. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was almost quite static, really. Um, but it got us results. I mean, I look at the season we got promoted against Q. We lost to QPR in the championship season because yeah. we got we got Burnley. You know, they did what we did. We peppered them <laughs> with everything, but they got the result. And I think that's what Burnley was sort of built on under Sean Dash that we take that we take the knocks and then we'll try and catch you when we can. We right now under company are doing a different completely different thing. We're trying to match the opposition. And I think what we've forgotten is we are Burnley. That's got to be the thing that we need to realise. Yes, you've got a vision of where you want us to be. Yes, you've got this plan of where you want to take us. But right now, just remember, we are Burnley. We have only just been promoted. 17th and above is a good season. I know for company that's not going to be enough because, you know, in his, his mentality is I'm a winner. I've got to go out and we've got to do these things. Um, 17th isn't good enough, but you've got to be realistic. Head and heart say different things. I'd, I'd love mid-table, like I'd, I'd have said 
yeah. um, before before a ball were kicked. But you can tell the contrast because the old guard, in terms of supporters, you know, pre-season when we saw companies' style sort of just being implemented last year, it was there was people down at Shrewsbury going, "What's he doing playing it out from the back? Knock it long, mm. knock it long," and it's something that they're going to have to get used to. We're so expansive that sometimes it leaves us prone to attacks and playing that high line as well, something that we didn't really do under Dash. It was pretty much stick everyone on the line and park the bus <laughs> uh, and then try and just pump it long with one player. Um, but yeah, the, the, the difference is, is massive, massively huge. The football is so much better to watch these days. Nothing wrong with the way the football is played. We can all see how much the leagues adapt and how football changes, and it's an adapt or die business. Yeah, um, you know that's why the likes of managers like I think Dash is probably one of a dying breed, really. You know, of your big Sams and things like that, your old school managers. Um, so yes, it's exciting to watch, but if it's not getting your results, is it? You know, is it a case of oh well, let's just hope, or would you rather go back to what you knew? Uh, it's it's a little bit of a tomato tomato situation. Yeah, and we feel it as well, to be honest, this season, because we've gone from Gary O'Neill, who was getting the results, not always the most attractive football, to Andoni Iriola, who initially started playing, you know, very, very attractive, expansive football, you know, again, playing out from the back. And then moving forwards. Now, Eddie Howe used to do that, but in a completely different way. As you know, Bill Foley is in the UK. He arrived, I believe, yesterday. Um, and I think that only spells trouble for him, that this could well be his last game. And my big question to you is, Vincent Company started playing this expansive football for Burnley in the championship do you feel it's easier to do it you know to start off in the championship and then get promoted with a team playing that way rather than just change it when you're in the Premier League it was strange because we've had such a change at Burnley Football Club where like I said Dash left and everyone's questions were timing was a bit off you know a few days before a game and and then the season ends and you're just thinking, where do we go from here? But everything changed. The infrastructure of the club, the the management, the players, the staff. We lost big players. When you look at Burnley, you'd mentioned the likes of Tarkovsky, Ben Mee. You know, these players that, you know, when you lose Pope, Ben Mee and Tarkovsky, that, that pivotal three that were at Burnley at the time, that's a, a massive loss. And then you're thinking, what do we do defensively? Our two main centre-backs are gone. Our keeper who's kept us in games for numerous seasons now has, has, has jumped to Newcastle. Um, where do we go from here? And yes, bringing company in, you've got that lure of getting those players in. But like you say, uh, it is a scary business. You know, I look at I look at the Gary O'Neill situations as as you were saying there, and we all know it's a bit of a cutthroat uh, area is uh, with managers. I, I think you probably. Whether you agree or not, I think Gary O'Neill wasn't really given a fair crack of the whip looking from the outside. Yeah. I thought he should have been given a lot longer, especially the job he did on the interim basis. You know, I think sometimes people are too heavy, um, and sorry, not too heavy, but too quick to make a decision on something. Um, you know, we've gone down under Dash before. 
and come back up. And then the season after achieved Euro European football. So, you know, sometimes it, it is a risk or reward business. We all know that. Uh, this this game has got the markings of everything. Um, company will want a bounce back result after you know the Brentford defeat. You know the manager's got a you know your manager's got a lot of questions hanging over his head now. Of you know if if we get beat to a fellow relegation candidate, uh, which is you know where we are at the moment. Let's be real to it. Um, I, I, am I gone? Am I out of a job? And like you said, we uh, with uh, big bad Bill back in uh, back in the UK. It's it's not looking good for uh, Iriola, is it? No, not at all. And I, th I, I honestly believe, and you know, looking, and I can make comparisons with Burnley. Now, if Sean Dyche, of course, when Sean Dyche left, Burnley did go down. But say, for example, it was you know earlier on in the season, you know, and you made the change to a manager that plays like Vincent Company, because you have those players that play in the Dyche style, I couldn't see you surviving by changing no. that whole strategy. And likewise, if Gary O'Neill, after the World Cup, was replaced by Andoni Iriola, which I believe, you know, hand on heart, that that was always the intention because the players we were signing and those players were signed by Richard Hughes were more Andoni Iriola players, not Gary O'Neill players. Yeah. Personally, I think we would have gone down, you know, had we replaced Gary O'Neill with Iriola because it would be a change of style. And the players just have not adapted to that style. The one big question, though, for you, Dan, is that we have a side that are playing that type of football. And you've got a side that are playing that type of football. And... It's probably the first time this season we've come up against a team that is pro on a similar level to us. Um, and I don't mean that disrespectfully. On a no, similar no. level to us, who play that style. Is it a case that we could cancel each other out? Is it a case that um, we could well see the big failings of either Iriola or company this weekend, couldn't we? Yeah, I think... This is one of them games where, from a managerial perspective, other managers will be sitting in looking and thinking, this is the perfect game to pick out the flaws of each team. Um, you know, two two teams battling hard to get themselves out of a dogfight. I know it's still early, but it's still a dogfight wherever you are. Points, points count for prizes, don't we, at the end of the day? Yeah. And uh, I think... From a Burnley perspective, we've got to look at the season we got promoted. Uh, I, I weren't going to bring it up, but obviously, you know, when we knocked out the cup, you know, we've got yeah. to look at that and think, right, we've we've sort of already done it with a championship squad, so why can't we do it with a Premier League squad in terms of get go to um, Vitality Stadium? I'm going to call it Dean Court then. Um, yeah. <laughs> I still do. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's... Uh, you know, we're, go we're going back there again, hopefully, with a bit of... We've been there, we've done that, let's let's try and do that again. Um, I think it's different, though, obviously. We had the momentum with us last year uh, in terms of with the championship, and it, it, I don't know whether it's one of them where it's harder to scout a team because of the division they're in, or etc. I'm, I'm not fully clear up on that. But you, you've got it spot on. 
this could be one of those games where it either cancels each other out or one team absolutely crumbles and someone's in for a thrashing. Um, yeah, it's it's such a hard one to predict. I could I couldn't put a scoreline on this. It's definitely one that if you're a betting person, you just you just leave this game alone. <laughs> I wouldn't touch it. Completely agree with that. And to be fair, I am worried because, of course, everybody tipped Burnley to be doing a lot better than they are. Yeah. And I think, hand on heart, I think Burnley will come through. But that's not good news for ourselves because at this moment in time, it is looking like a bit of a mini league of the three promoted teams. Um, I think Sheffield United are, you know, it's quite clear that they're very poor and they're probably going to be cut adrift. Um, Of course, yourselves and us and um, Luton, who haven't really, and and we were talking a little bit before we come on air about the amount of money that Burnley has spent, but Luton, who have come into this league, you know, and they haven't spent much money at all because of their new stadium and but they just seem to be giving it a go and having that real they're just grinding things out and that bit of a dogfight really that they're in yeah uh, you see it with a lot of teams that sometimes they get promotion and then mm-hmm. follow, they, they sort of keep that momentum going you look at yeah. players like tom lockyer who obviously you know got a, a nasty injury in the uh in the playoff final but you know, managed managed to come through. He's doing really well in, at the pre, at Premier League level. The thing is with Luton, it's that old school feel, a little bit like ourselves and, you know, your stadium as well, yeah. where you, you tighten it, your fans practically feel like an extra player on the pitch because you're so close. Um, so maybe opposition teams feel a little bit of intimidation there. It's not the nicest place to go to, is Luton away. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think everyone can say that. But it's they've got the grit, they've got the determination to to go forward. Um, who'd have thought a manager that managed their rivals in Watford would take the job there and get them promoted? Uh, yeah, you know what? Fair play to Lund. Like I said to you off uh, off camera, that they they remind me of a Huddersfield or a Blackpool. They're just going to throw all their eggs in one basket and go, let's go for it. You know, we haven't, we've barely got a pot to pee in. Um, we we are working on a shoestring, and let let's see if we can go toe to toe with the big boys. Uh, and you know what? They've they've shown resilience, quite quite good resilience uh, so far this year. It it could come back and bat them. Who knows? But um, t- time will tell. Right now, I think they they need to keep riding that wave. However, for us, we hope they crumble at the next uh, <laughs> the next match week. But um, <laughs> but not that they were. Um, they're a really good, ta- uh, strong, tight-knit side. And I think that's what that's what we need to go back to, you know, both our clubs, really, that let's forget about personalities and egos and who's who's playing where, what, whenever on the pitch. Remember that we're all in this together and we've, we've somehow got to find a way to get out of it. And that's what Sean Dyche and Eddie Howe did when they got our yeah. respective clubs promoted you know, those years ago, is we didn't go out and break the bank. We didn't spend loads of money. Um, what we did was we kept what we had, like the likes of Mark Pugh and Simon yeah. Francis and Steve Cook and uh, Tommy Elphick, took those players into the Premier League 
Peke. Took him a couple of games to adapt. But when we got that win over West Ham, you know, it was remarkable. It felt like we'd arrived and we built from there. And that's the sort of thing that they're doing. But it's the sort of thing that we've lost now. And it seems like Burnley have lost it a little bit by spending all this money. Um, you know, apart from the players that you've mentioned, have you been quite impressed with the business in the summer or not really? I have. And I can't really say that I, I could sit here and question companies' transfers because mm. the season we got promoted, everything went right. You know, yeah. so who am I to question somebody who's got it right? I mean, the only thing I could probably say is why haven't we brought the bank to bring in a left back um, instead of leaving it till deadline day? And uh, Nathan Teller, I'd have loved to have seen him back in Claret and Blue. Uh, yeah. He should have been priority, which from what I've heard, was. But uh, Southampton were going through uh, some sort of company or something uh, to deal with their transfers. So it weren't going through the club itself, which is, you know, completely alien to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they all, they've got their own way of doing things uh, backwards, but hey-ho. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> You're allowed no, to we, say that on here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the business is, hasn't been too bad. The thing for me uh, is we've got rid of... I don't like scrutinising our own players, but for me, I'd have sold Rodriguez this season mm-hmm. and I'd have kept hold of Ashley Barnes. Yeah. And it's not even so much for game time, but that older head in the dressing room. I know Gia Rodriguez is 32, but for me, Ashley Barnes is... You know, even he's like a Jamie Vardy to Leicester. He's sort of irreplaceable. He's been there. He's done that. Is he can sit? You know, give a team talk. I mean, Burnley released a documentary, um, and you can see the analysis into what goes into everything and company yeah. talking about the trajectory of after ten games, where we are, what we're doing. The transfers have been good. I think obviously inflation in the market is just one of them things. I'm starting to sound like Sean Dash now. Inflation in the market. <laughs> um, but it's it, it is it is what it is. It's part uh, part and parcel of football. Um, we spent nineteen million on James Trafford. Is that good business for a keeper that's only proven in League One but playing in the Premier League? A lot of fans are asking for Murich back. Uh, I won't lie. A lot of fans are asking for him back. But you see some of the goals we've conceded. They they've been screamers. A lot of I think we had three goals against us in the goal of the season last month yeah. so uh it says it says something um we, we've not got that strong defensive unit that we once had because mm-hmm. of because of us trying to be so expansive we're so prone to that counter and you know uh fast attacks that we start to falter I'll be, i'm so glad we showed up jordan bayer on a permanent he was uh number one stalwart for me uh brilliant well I, I have no doubts he will be in the german national team at some point don't yeah. reckon they'll be wearing claret and blue, but um, <laughs> we'll be in and around uh, that. We've done we've done all right business wise. We spent over hundred million. I never thought I'd see Burnley ever do that. Let alone see us play in Europe or, you know, it's all part dreams. I mean, I'm 32 and I've seen this. I always used to think that we'd purposely crumble around Christmas in the Championship. You know, under the Stan Turner days, I'm going that far back. Um, yeah, you know, every Christmas we just nosedive. Um, but 
yeah, it, it's it's a positive time to be a Burnley fan, but I think you're always going to have that section of the fan base that want quick wins, quick results. And we've got to remember that this is still a process. Company came in, like I said at the start, with a two to three year plan. He's now had to think, oh, hold on a minute. We've already got promoted. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Now what do I do? Uh, so are the players that he's brought in a two to three year plan? Is safety going to be enough for then another extra few years we're all right? We'll see. But um, time will tell on some of the players. Because uh, for me, I'm just a little bit tad annoyed that there's two or three players that got us promoted that haven't been trusted to play in the starting eleven. I think that's more of a frustration from a fan perspective. You mentioned there as well that you're susceptible to counter-attacks and likewise we found, well, I say counter-attack, but it was probably just under two minutes uh, that Wolves scored that equaliser last Saturday. And, well... That winner for Wolves was um, just a bit of a disaster if you saw it, Dan. Um, yeah, yeah. But that's not the first time that's happened, you know, against Brighton 16 seconds after kickoff. And it feels like we are probably in a similar boat, probably in a similar boat. Whereas, you know, if we went back to basics, you know, like what we was doing last year under Gary O'Neill and playing that style of football, it wasn't as attractive to watch I think those players would be because apart from Jefferson Lerma you know that squad is the same and yeah. it the thing that really irks me is that if we went back to what we was doing and abandoned this style I think we'd pick up points and do you think you know if Vincent Company changed his style to something that was a little bit more direct you know, don't don't get me wrong, not Sean Dyche, you know, long ball, but something a little bit more direct. Do you think you could, you know, you'd be able to pick up the more results than you have done? Probably. Probably, yeah. I think because we're trying to emulate that Man City-esque style yeah. of, you know, trying to be very resilient at the back, but not really having to be resilient because you're relying so much on the attack to be doing the, the business. However, again, it goes back to what I said. We're just Burnley. We're not Manchester City. And I think that's what people need to realise. That, you've, yes, you've come from that privileged opportunity that you've had as a player. Forget that. Yes, implement it all you want. But make sure it works when you do. Um, mix it up. It's all well and good playing the Gagan press. But, you know, add some ticky tacker to it or zonal you know, marking and things like that. 
add these little extra bits that you could that you could sort of tweak. I mean, in a championship, we saw little tweaks to it that we're playing it out from the back, ticky tacky. But there was also Murich pumping a long ball over to Teller, who's on the shoulder of the last defender, and and we'd get goals that way as well. I mean, our keeper must have been what third or fourth in our assists, but you know, last yeah. season. So you you're almost a little bit like, where's that gone? Where has where has that you know little bit of mixed play uh, gone from us? Uh, I just want a little bit, a little bit more far. I mean, that Brentford game showed us how how weak we were. I think Company said it himself: we were not Premier League standard, and it's nice to hear a manager come out and say those things because we've had so many of the same boring old excuse under Dash was, oh, it's the fine margins. It's it's this, it's that, <laughs> it's everything else. Um, yeah. We can't compete in the market. Yeah, you've tried that one at Everton as well, Sean. It, does, yeah. it doesn't work. <laughs> um, but no, we've, so, something's got to give and sometimes, I, I mean, Again, I think I said it not so long ago. The trajectory, when you watch the documentary, it says after 10 games, we started to peak. We're starting to see cohesion. We're starting to see you know, different aspects of the play where these players are going. But we didn't really change the team that much that season. This season, we're changing it. That That's what annoyed me, that when we beat Luton, you'd have thought that same team that won at Luton would have played the week after. Yeah. No completely changed it. I think there were about six changes and you're just like, why? Why have you done this? Um, that and the fact you're playing Chelsea. Um, so, you know, he's put players in. Yes, he has to give everyone game time. He doesn't want unhappy players in, in there, but don't spend so much money on a bulk of players that you think you can just chop and change and it's going to work. Uh, I have a whole... Doubted, I have no doubt in my mind that company will be a success. But right now, he's showing the naivety of the likes of these former players in the likes of Lampard and Gerrard. When it comes to the Premier League, it is a different kettle of fish. And you've uh, that's where they're tactically being found out. And you're echoing pretty much everything that I've said about Bournemouth as well. Um, and it feels like both sides are ex- on the, exactly the same level, doing the same things. You know, it's all well and good playing this lovely style of football, playing like Man City and Arsenal. But you're not Man City and Arsenal when you can't yeah. compete with those teams because of the players. But then you have a game against Everton, for example. And we got beat 3-0 by Everton recently. Possibly one of the worst performances in the Premier League, you know, it's got to be right up there with the 9-0 thrashing by Liverpool. That was bad, but that was, you know, very much down to, you know, how we set up on the day. And of course, it's Liverpool, it's not Everton. Um, But you're bullied by those sort of teams. So you can't play that way against the lower sides. Um, But you can't compete with those top teams. Let's go on to actually, you know, I think we, it'd be quite a good time to touch on Sean Dyche and Everton because there's a lot of talk at the moment. They're going to get deducted 12 points potentially, um, which I'm a bit divided on this. You know, whilst it'd be good for us, and I'm sure it'd be good for you as well, yeah, at the same time, 
it feels like you punish Everton, you've got to punish Man City. And yeah. where does this buck stop? And is that going to potentially be the reason why Everton get away with those charges? Because they're and they're well within their rights to do so. Say, so, you know, what are you doing about the Man City situation? They've got 115 charges. We've got one. Yeah, I think the only difference is if if you've got enough evidence against one case it's probably pretty quick to, to squash that opportunity where instead of trying to get evidence of 115 cases, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, 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 it can be it can be difficult in that sense. Uh, but then yet again, this is the Premier League, the FA and everything else. It's, they're, they're as backwards as the next person. Um, mm. So it, it's... It's it's harsh, but it's reality. If if they have brought the rules, then I think there should be some comeuppance. Um, would I rather us stay up due to our own team merit? Of course. Yeah. But I mean, look at the animal Aston Villa have become, um, and where they would have been if it wasn't for um, goal line technology that was not. Yes. Good. So you know we've yeah. we've got these situations in football that are thrown about. Villa are now an absolute powerhouse under Emery where they could have been back in the championship. Yeah. Um, it's look, look. I mean, ever you, you do fear because Everton have been a stalwart of the Premier League, never relegated alongside Arsenal. It's one of them old clubs that have died hard uh, and done really well. Um, obviously, as well, commiserations, not commiserations, but sorry to any Everton fan. No, mourning the loss of Bill Kemra obviously did a lot for yeah. for Everton as well. Um, and, you know, it's just recently with Everton that there's been the issues. Uh, you know, my stepdad's a blue, so it's always fun to, to rib him a little bit about it. Um, <laughs> and obviously we play Everton in the in a cup uh, midweek as well next week, so that's that should be fun. Uh, but I'm... Um, I'd, like I said, I'd rather stay up on merit, but if it means we get to stay up, if, if it means both of us stay up, I'm I'm not I'm not going to argue the case. I'll tell you that. No, completely agree, mate. Completely agree. Well, I think we're two similar teams. We have to kind. Of, we do this all the time, but this is going to be a difficult one. How can you see this going down? Hmm. To be honest, mate, I would rather wake up, look at my foot. Oh, is it Saturday? Right, I'll go back to sleep, wake up on Sunday. Don't even want to see it. Um, just just forget about it. Move on. Um, it's it's going to be tough. It is going to be tough. Um, like we say, two, two very even sides, battling it out, both needing the points. Uh, a manager trying not to look like he's sweating in the dugout this Saturday. You know, company from his press conference looked like he was all smiles and that I think he said that Brentford game was a bit like the Sheffield United loss that we lost in the Championship 5-2. Yeah. Um, and after that, we sort of bounced back. As I said earlier, the Premier League's a different animal, but um, who knows? You know, who dares wins at the end of the day? Um, it's going to be tough. It is going to be tough. I would I snap your hand off for a point now? Probably because we're both in that situation where neither of us 
want to lose. Um, yeah. So again, it could be a cancel out. I want us to win. I, I, I want us to win. Um, of course I do. But away from home, a point is as good as three away from home. Um, you know, you need to, but these are the games you need to put to bed, you know, against the teams in and around you. These are the ones you need the points in. Uh, is there going to be goals from two sides that can't really <laughs> find the net? I mean, it's pointless they're even being there. Well, I don't know. I, it, it's got the markings of a nil-nil to lay on and someone grabs a scrappy winner. Yeah. And I've got to be honest, I was, I've been thinking about this. Um, I think it will be a draw. I think it'll be a score draw because I think um, we'll both do something stupid at the back. Um, you know, and we're awful at set pieces. So if you, if you can capitalize on corners, then you've, you've, you've got us every day of the week. Yeah. Well, potentially, potentially, but, then again, we haven't really, really been seeing it. You know, I'm hoping we can get get the three points. I, I'd really like to see Iriola stay in the job. And, you know, this is really because of his personality, his honesty. Um, you know, a lot of people have accused me of wanting to see him sacked. I don't at all. I just can't see, you know, if this continues a way out because after this match we've got Man City and Newcastle now write those two games off yeah. completely write those two yeah. games off um, and then shortly after that we've got Villa um, we have got Luton as well in that sort of mix so there might be some points there and also Sheffield United but I'm going to go for a one-all draw and I'll be perfectly honest I don't think it'll be enough for Iriola. I don't no. I think Bill Foley will wield the axe because he wants to see three points. And that's supposedly this visit was scheduled for ages. But believe about what you will. And yeah. It might Time just, is everything, isn't it? Yeah. It might have just all coincided at just the right time. You know, he might have been coming over to this game, but he's not going to want to risk being in this relegation dogfight, considering he spent 120 million. If we go down, we're going to be in big trouble, FFP wise. Um, I can see a one all draw written all over it. Both of us doing something stupid at the back, <laughs> like we have been. And Iriola, unfortunately, getting sacked. Who comes in? I've been criticised. I was going to say, who do, who do you think will come in? Because it's there's not there used to be a plethora of managers available, and now you're thinking, does some foreign manager come in that no one's ever heard of? And, and you're just like, where, where, where does Bournemouth go from that point? Well, Iriola's our first international manager. Yeah. So, will we go back abroad? I think, you know, as an interim basis, and I was criticised left, right and centre for this. And I said last season, at the start of last season, I said Leeds would go down because of Jesse Marsh. However, yeah. because of the American connection and because of the style of football that he plays, which is a lot more direct, might be more suited to the players. 
I think he might get results in an interim basis, not a permanent, but an interim basis. Yeah. And I would be, I'd be surprised. He's got Premier League experience. I'd be surprised if he's that difficult to actually bring in. But who do we bring in thereafter? Do we bring in a Graham Potter? Will he be even be interested? Carlos Corbran at West Bromwich Albion yeah. is somebody I really rate. And um, again, international manager. Um, but at the same time, he's got experience in the championship. Never done it in the Premier League. But at the same time, he has worked under David Wagner um, in that Huddersfield team. Um, yeah. So I think that that might be the best route to go down and look at somebody like that. And actually, I think he's had links with Bielsa as well, didn't he? Um, Carlos yeah, yeah. So I think that might be the best route to go down in the long run. Will he want to leave West Brom? They're in financial mess. They're doing quite well. They're in the playoffs at the moment, as it stands. But I think he'll probably jump considering A, be given money to spend in January, but B, he'll be going to a club which haven't got that burden above them unless we go down. Would you, would you consider doing similar to, like you said, I think you said there about Corbron at Huddersfield and, <laughs> pardon me, um, you know, they, they reinstated um, Neil Warnock for a time. Do you think do you think your mate Harry would be interested in going back? And I mean, we've seen the likes of yeah. Shearer try to keep Newcastle up. You know, Warnock's managed to do it with Huddersfield. Um, do you think Harry would be a, a last-minute saving grace? I'd love to see Harry take the reins. I really would. I'd love to see Harry take the reins. Does he want it now? Mm. At this stage of his life, I think he enjoys watching the football. Yeah. But you never know if the call is made, you know, would he say that one final hurrah? How many final hurrahs can you have? But um, <laughs> <laughs> but it might be a nice way to end his career by, you know, keeping this club in the Premier League. And to be fair, you know, if that is an option, I would say that surpasses Jesse Marsh all day long. Yeah. If that is an option, hand on heart, I don't know if he'll do it. I don't know if no. he'll do it. But if he does, if he will, let's do it. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. I think it'd be nice to see Harry back in the dugout as well. Yeah, most definitely. And, you know, he's, he's a fan of the club as well. He's a fan yeah. of the club. So, fingers crossed, you know, if if the worst comes to the worst for Iriola, and I don't want that to happen because I do like him, but he does need to adapt. He needs to change from this style. Um, Time's not on his side either, is it? Really, it's it's no. It's almost like you've got you've got the weekend. You know, you've we've got City, Newcastle. I'm not going to base you on that. This is a relegation dogfight against a, a side on par with us. Get the result or get your bags. It's, lose, it's quite a tough one. Lose this game a hundred percent, Dan. I think he'll be gone because we'll be looking at then three points from twelve games. Now, that's not relegation form. That is bottom of the league form. And it's only because Sheffield United are that poor. You know, to be honest, Sheffield yeah. United could have easily overtaken us. 
because they might get a sneaky win somewhere. But that is, you know, form of a bottom of the table side. And Bill Foley won't stand for that. And, you know, regardless of if it's Man City or, you know, Arsenal, Tottenham, Newcastle, he won't stand for that after 12 games. But he needs to get something this weekend. And is a point enough? No, most definitely not. Most definitely not. I think he has to go all out for the win. And if need be, he has to change that style. Has to change it to what works, um, even though it might be a little bit different, a little bit foreign to him, um, playing in that Gary O'Neill-esque way, um, like he showed us on Monday Night Football. Um, (laughs) Did you watch that? Um, I'll tell you what, it was... It was one of those things that was really insightful. I've met Gary in person and, you know, again, a lovely, lovely man. But, you know, he seemed very, very astute and very knowledgeable, even when I met him before the um, the Brentford game last season. And that game ended in nil-nil. It was like, if they do this, we do that. And... It hurt in a way because he was showing teams how to beat us. And it was so basic, but he did it in such a clever way that, you know, a 13-year-old, you know, in a Sunday league side could actually know what Gary O'Neill wants him to do and then pull it off and execute it. So I think we've I think we've dropped um dropped it a little bit that, you know, we should have kept him. Should have kept him all day long. Right, uh, obviously cutthroat business, isn't it? I mean, a lot of people were telling companies to jump ship as soon as he got Burnley promoted because there's a chance that this could happen. Um, but it, it's, it's still very early doors. I think that's another thing we need to look at here. I know that we're still quite two. Well, we're still two teams looking at the doom and gloom at the moment, but. There's still got to be that ounce of positivity that it is still quite early. Yes, we are creeping up to the halfway mark, even though it's yeah. you know, nervy times. But let let's let's get Christmas get Christmas out of the way. Let's get get that over and done with. <laughs> and twenty twenty four is our year. <laughs> well, hopefully, fingers crossed for both of us. Fingers crossed for both of us. <laughs> Before you go, Dan, do yeah. tell everybody as well where they can find Turf Morehouse. Uh, yeah, so you can find us on uh, YouTube, Twitter, or X, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, Facebook, TikTok, barely, barely use that. But uh, I need to get back into the uh, swing of things as well, because since starting a job as a chef, uh, I've sort of had to long hours, long shifts. It's, it does me head in, so... I need to get back into it, but however, do do stay with us. Um, we don't just do Burnley content, cover England as well and other things. So, yeah, um, feel free to hit us up and I uh, appreciate you uh, asking me to come on, Craig. Uh, it's been insightful, so thank you. Yep, not a problem at all. And it's been an absolute pleasure. The link is below, guys. So please, please, please do go and subscribe to Dan's channel. But Dan, pleasure as always. We'll no doubt catch up probably after this game as well at some point um just to definitely dissect it um we could have a different manager by then you never know Iriola might have pulled off you know his own great escape um 
and we could be looking forward to the Man City game, you know, with optimism that we might be able to do what Gary did. Let's not go too far, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all the very, very best for the rest of the season, Dan. Of course, well, apart you too. from this weekend, um, we need the three points, but then again, you do as well. Well, thanks for having me, and I uh, appreciate it. Not a problem at all, mate. And thank you, everybody, for joining us on this show. Remember to hit the like, the subscribe, the bell button below to be alerted to any new videos we do here on Up the Cherries and All Departments. Please do also check out our recent interview with Dan Moylan from the Square Ball, uh, where we discussed our links with Leeds United and the likes of Tyler Adams, Max Ahrens, you name it. Sinistera, Jaden Anthony, of course, going the other way. They're linked with Iriola and uh, my slightly mad suggestion of Jesse Marsh as well. Also, do check out all of our other interviews on the show. And also do check out our preview as well of the season with Harry Redknapp. Um, are we getting it right? Well, we're not getting the Bournemouth position right. And we're not getting the Burnley position right either. So... We'll see what happens. But until the next video, up the cherries, and we'll see you in the next one. Thank you for joining us. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.